Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes, and you are listening to episode 121 of the Business Bootcamp Podcast. You might be listening on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you're at. I want to say a big thank you. Our sponsor today is LandscapeBusinessCourse.com. That is a course I made for landscapers and people who own lawn care and service-based businesses. Definitely want to check it out, LandscapeBusinessCourse.com. You can sign up for a free webinar, and in that webinar, I drop lots of value. I don't just you know, pitch my product, which is the course. Uh, I give lots of value on the five things that keep service-based businesses small. And I also talk about how I built my business to $100,000 in month um, a month in revenue, starting when I was 17 or 18 years old, and in three years I did that. So, LandscapeBusinessCourse.com. All right, so today, uh, today I, hit, I, I had thought about something. It's uh, professionally... When it, when you come when you talk about professionally and what you're doing in your business and you're doing in your career, the one thing there's one thing between you where you are at now, where you're at now, and where you want to be, and that's work. And I find so many entrepreneurs come to me for advice, ask for how to start growing or save their business, which is great. Love your questions, but they're not willing to put in the work. That's what it comes down to. Like, let's just let's just go live here. All right, it is eight forty six right now. I'm showing the camera. Sorry, I got loud on the mic. Eight forty six p.m. on a Saturday. All right, I'm just gonna let the camera focus there. Saturday night, eight forty six. Just got home from the office, walked upstairs, and said, "All right, let's uh, get this podcast on the road." Uh, yeah, it's eight forty six. I was at the office today. Before 7.30, 7.15 I think it was. And woke up at, I don't know, 6 or whatever. But went to the office. So it was like, what, a 13, 14, almost like 13 and a half hours of the office. Like, that's a Saturday. The one thing between where you're at now and where you want to be is work. And if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to put in the work, you will get to where... <clears throat> you want to be all right so that's kind of the theoretical thing i wanted to share with you all that inspirational coming to you live from business boot camp podcast now <clears throat> we do have a question today i want to answer coming on the email and if anyone out there has questions on how to start grow or save their business and you want to get on the show send them to business podcast at gmail.com as a video you can send them as an audio note on the website. You can send an email via text on the on the website. You can send regular email via text. But I would love to have videos so we can make this content on YouTube a little bit more exciting by putting your face on there. So just shoot a video, selfie it up, and uh, send that to businessbootcamppodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. Uh, check us out. And make sure you send your video on how to start, grow, or save your business. I'd love to answer those for you. So, um, what's rolling right now? What's rolling with me right now is we are technically supposed to be wrapping, like slowing down our business right now. Uh, it's October, which for most people it's like, oh, it's time to slow down. We are crazy busy. This is the busiest time of the year. Like It's craziest thing in the world. Uh, we had a massive job today, and then next weekend we like whenever we're booking weekends, we're busy, 
And when you're booking weekends and renting equipment for the weekend, because you you don't have enough skid steers and whatever, you know you're busy. So we're very busy, and that's uh, what we've been doing. So lots of really big landscaping jobs and excavation and grading and stuff like that. So that's where we're at, and uh, that's what I talk a lot about on landscapebusinesscourse.com. Uh, so check it out. But right now, I don't know. The reason I was so fired up to do this episode today at almost 9 o'clock p.m. was two things. Number one, let me share this with you. The first year that I started, or the first, I mean, like the first, when I say first year, it was within the first three months that I started the podcast. An online blogger wrote a review on the podcast that has kind of been the spark to keep me going this whole time. They said that my answers, my business answers were shallow and surface. Those were their exact words. And so I guess sometimes if you have if you have something like that someone says against you, like you can use it as a chip on your shoulder to get things done. And so that's what I've done. Like we're on episode 121. So we've probably done almost 100 episodes since they wrote that blog post. And uh, you know what's funny is one bad comment, it seems like it erases about 100 good comments, right? And so I already had great comments from people who listen to the show. But then you get this one blogger that just ruins your day, right? But you can use it as a chip on your shoulder just to channel your channel your energy. And uh, so that's one thing. Number two thing, uh, luck. Someone emailed me today. And they say, you are so lucky. And I get it. Like, I think I'm blessed. Like, I think there's a difference between blessed and lucky. Lucky, it falls into your lap. Blessed, you're given the platform to do something great, but work is still required. That's the difference. And I don't know. Like, I don't know how many 21-year-olds could put in a 13- or 14-hour day come back, produce more content, and I'll be working here for another few more hours on the website and the podcast and answering people's questions and working with sponsors and working on the webinar that we're going to have next week. Like if if people are really, if they really want success, they're going to have to put in the work. It just depends on how much you want it. And so people can call me lucky and I'm totally cool with that. Like, I am lucky, I'm blessed, whatever you want to call it. Very, very much so. Family, uh, health, you just can go right down the line. Given great opportunities, but it's Saturday at 9 o'clock and we're still rolling. So you've got to put in the work to get to from where you're at now to where you want to be. One thing in between that little section there is work. Okay. Before I get started, I'm going to read this question that came from Sharday on email on how to grow her business. I was just looking at my sticky note thing that I keep here. And you'll notice if you're watching this on YouTube, I always have like random stuff on my desk that I play with, like keys and all sorts of stuff. But on here, the other day I was listening, uh, I was actually like, like, I always try to learn something new about business every day. Re, re, was reading the news or business articles or listening to a keynote, whatever it is, and I was I was thinking about 
Like, you know, gyms are such a big deal right now. Like, you have Anytime Fitness and all these gyms franchises. I think that, in, uh, like, meditation is going to be the mental health gym that we've seen in the past 15, 20 years of, like, Anytime Fitness and all these massive gyms. Like, gyms are everywhere. It's going to be, like, a place where you can go and you can relax. You can meditate. They all have, like, classes and, like, all that stuff. So, like, I drew my own little blueprint. I'm showing YouTube my sketch right now of what that sort of place would be. Like, over here, you got personal rooms for meditation. You got a large class for, like, corporate events in the front here. When the people walk in, this whole place can be manned by one person because this, this, the big room is governed by a massive screen where you can have recorded events going on. And then you got just a desk with lockers, and it's all controlled by a key fob. I just drew that up. I'm not going to actually do it. But I think that the anytime fitness of the next two, three decades is going to be meditation for mental health stuff. And it's going to be like the Starbucks of gyms. So that's my opinion. Okay, so Sharday. Sharday wrote in. She has a website called foodfortheskin.com. Check it out. Sharday says... Uh, okay, she got my book. She's loving it so far. She says, I'm so impressed with the results you received in your first business at such a young age. Okay, she said, I would love advice on how to grow my business. I graduated in 2012 my, with my bachelor's in business administration. Okay, we got to digress. We have to digress from this question to answer, say one thing. I had two classes that I had to finish for my MBA. And it's really lame. Because I did not know months ago when I took these classes in the MBA program that you had to get over B minus in order to pass the class. I did not know that. So I would get by like with there's two classes um, where I just got like a C just because I, I just wanted to pass the class and it was not stuff I was interested in. Okay, it was microeconomics and it was uh, uh, statistics. I didn't feel like they were relating to me in any way, shape, way, shape or form. And so I just, I was like, okay, I'll just pass the class. Well, guess what? When I tried to graduate, like, the last year, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to take those classes again. They're like, oh, my word. So I had started taking stats this quarter because I was like, okay, I'm so close to finishing. I just got to get this done. Well, I just decided to drop out. So officially, I'm a MBA dropout. Um, and I think this is going to be, like, the fuel on my fire and, like, my my anger retaliation against modern education and higher education like i i'm the quintessential academic student started when i was 13 years old in college had got my my bachelor's degree started my mba was gonna i would have had it before i was 21 like i would have been 20 when i graduated with my mba uh really cool right i am so against higher education for anyone that's in business really really like i think you can cut your teeth and get more experience from going working with a startup or starting your own business like by hundredfold than going to a business school like of course yes lawyers doctors whatever you got to go to school like if that's your dream but i'm not talking to lawyers i'm not talking to people who want to go to medical school here on the show i am talking to business people and small business owners and a lot of young people that are considering this option of college and what i had to what it came down to for me was i was like 
The only reason I'm going to do this MBA thing really when I actually am dead earnest and honest with myself is I am protecting plan B. In other words, if this whole business entrepreneurship thing fails, if my landscaping business fails, the real estate fails, if my online stuff fails, if the webinar, I mean the podcast fails, if the book fails, if all this stuff fails, I'll have plan B and that's to get a corporate job with my MBA. But I just had to realize that in trying to create plan B, plan A was suffering. Because of all the time I was trying to put this, get this stupid stack, the stats class done, because I had to make it up. Because of all that time, it was taking away from plan A. And because I was not going all in on plan A by dropping this course, I like I just, I just, I just came to the point where I was like, okay, I got to finish. Like, I got, I'm done, so I just dropped. And uh, so I do not have an MBA anymore. Which, uh, for some of you, like, oh, man, I can't get advice from him. Well, guess what? This is what I came out to. I looked at the average, the average pay of the people that come out of this MBA program that I'm in, that I was in, and I had to look at it and say, okay, I'm making X amount more than that, like a multiple of that dollar figure. So what's the point in finishing the program? Just to say I have MBA, an MBA, I'm never going to go get a corporate, corporate job. I'd be a horrible employee. So... Why would I want to get an MBA? So that's what I came down to me, made the decision, and uh, that's, like, I have no regrets. No regrets whatsoever. So after that little tangent, let's go back to Sharday and this question. So she says, I would love some advice on how to grow in business. I graduated in 2012 with my bachelor's in business administration. I work full-time for my father-in-law at State Farm Insurance, although eventually I want to work on my business and full-time from home and start a family. I formulated an organic anti-aging body butter that is effective and healthy. I want to expand my product line in the future, but need to make sales. I have some some customers, but not more than 10 per month. I started my online business less than a year ago, but I need some help. I listen to your podcast almost every day and so grateful for that and it has helped me, but I am still stuck. I want to set up a booth somewhere to get the information to people because I know if they knew about the product, they would be all about it. Trade shows are so expensive. What should I do? Sincerely, Charday. Charday. First of all, I did. I worked at State, State Farm Insurance when I was 15. Most people don't know that, but that's where I kind of cut my teeth on sales. Little hidden fact there. I don't even think I have it on my LinkedIn profile. I worked there for a year. And uh, as a 15-year-old selling 60-year-old life insurance, that's got to be a good sales pitch. And I did it. So I learned how to sell there. So anyways, State Farms, you work there great. You formulate an organic anti-aging body butter that is effective and healthy, but you're only selling 10 per month. I checked out your web shart- website, Charday. It's okay. Um... But I wouldn't worry too much about your website right now. You need to make sales. And yes, you can make your sales online. That's really where I think you should go. But you've got to generate something around it. Like, I, I read your story. And it's kind of like the, 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 the quintessential uh, story behind all these natural products. Which is, I was so sensitive to chemicals in all of my cosmetics. And so I went ahead and made this all-natural anti-aging, organic, non-GMO, 
non-dairy, non-whatever dirt, <laughs> which has to come down to eventually because there's so many nons. Uh, but if, essentially, it's the same story as everyone else. And I know that's a horrible thing to say because everyone says, "Hey, this is my organ, this is my unique story. This was what started my business." Is I was, uh, you know, allergic or had these reactions to all these chemicals and things like that, and that's great. But you need a unique spin. You need a unique. This is for everyone. This is a, you need a unique story, or you need a unique twist on your unique story. You need something that's gonna stand out from everyone else that thinks they're unique. Okay, so like for my landscaping business, everybody thinks they have the right price, great quality, and are really personable. Now, how do I convince my? How do I market to my audience, to my consumer? And convince them that I am somehow unique in comparison to all the other competitors that are telling them the exact same thing. Now that's my story. But Sharday, you need to find out what your story is. And I don't think it is just that you want to have an all natural solution for your cosmetics and cream that you put on your skin. That may have been the cause, but you need something that's going to stick out. Something that's going to give purpose and mission to your business, okay? And the reason is because it's kind of like Tom's shoes. Everyone's heard of Tom's shoes. They, you know, if you buy a pair of shoes, they they donate a, another pair to a child in Africa that needs shoes. Great story. There's hundreds of businesses that use that model now, and it's because marketers ruin everything like once it started working for Tom's there was just everyone else jumped on the bandwagon went everyone else jumped on the bandwagon and it wasn't because they had a mission or they had some unique spin now it was because they had some ulterior motive which was more sales okay so marketers in time ruin everything everything that works eventually will get ruined by marketers because it gets overused so you gotta find something unique some what's your spin on things so Shardy that's the first thing like your general because uh, there's there's literally hundreds and thousands of these types of creams, and so you got to figure out what makes you separate, different, all of that. Okay. That being said, there's really two different directions you can go here. <clears throat> One, you can go retail, and when I say retail, I don't mean open your own store. Okay. If you have more questions about that, listen to episode 120 where I kind of di- dismantle that idea. So one, you can go retail. Two, is you can go online. Okay. So if you go retail, what you're gonna have to do is deal with a lot of people saying no, and you're gonna go to all sorts of buyers for big box stores or mid-level type of chain stores, cosmetics, Rite Aid, whatever. You're gonna go to all of them, and you're gonna be willing to accept a hundred no's before you get one yes. But that one yes will be the, the the launching point for your business, and you'll get a million in sales. After maybe a couple years of beating down doors, asking for the sale, calling, getting, get trying to set up appointments with the buyers from these places, that's tough work, okay? But it can be a huge success. The other option is to do it really more grassroots stuff create a YouTube channel around your product around cosmetics uh, create and not not just talk about your your product but talk about all sorts of all-natural type like you should become the all-natural cosmetics pro 
And uh, if you do that, then you should say, hey, like I have my own products and I'll, you can buy them from me. And people that have become come to know, like, and trust you will buy from you because of you, not because of the product, because your product, no doubt, has so many different competitors and comparable products. They aren't buying the cream. They're buying the brand, okay? For everyone out there, they're not buying your service, your product, the little thing that you make, the product, whatever it is. They don't buy the product. They buy the brand. And if you can focus on that, you'll focus more on your branding and your brand image instead of what your brand is trying to sell, whether it be serviced or product-based businesses. So Sharday, that's the kind of the two different directions you can go. One is, you know, pound down the pavement, get into people's face, you know, don't mind rejection, cold calling, cold emailing, walking into people's offices, uh, mooching, giving gifts, giving free stuff and relentlessly following up with buyers from these big stores. Or you can go online, create a channel, YouTube, video, create an account, become the the expert, the evaluator. Like, you know how many YouTube channels are around uh, reviews? Like for phones and for, for technology stuff. You can become the reviewer for all sorts of all-natural cosmetics. Okay, and it doesn't even have to include your products. You just got to become the expert, the authority in your market, in your industry. And when people want to buy or need, they have a need, they will come to you because they know, like, and trust you. And that's who people buy from is people they know, like, and trust. And so if you can develop and cultivate those three things in your tribe, in your following, on your YouTube channel, on your Instagram followers, if you can do all of that, to where people know, like, and trust you because you give them free content. You're not commercial. You're not trying to always sell, sell, sell. You actually are trying to provide free value. Okay, like if you go in a landscape business course and you sign up for the webinar, I'm not trying to sell you for 90% of that webinar. I am just offering 100% free value to the people who get on that webinar on how to grow their business, how to make it a scalable model, and, and, and really learning from my experience in service-based businesses and exactly how I did it. 90% is free, great content, okay? 10% of it, I sell at the end. People don't have to buy, I don't put pressure on them. And that's how it should be with you. When you create a tribe, when you create an audience, you provide lots and lots of value. And then you say, okay, I have products and stuff and that's great if you wanna support me. And if you want additional information and you want like the, the, the 10 hour version of this one hour webinar or video in YouTube, go for it and they're gonna buy. And if they don't, great. Like you got, you were able to provide value to someone. If you can focus on that, you will be successful. So that's kind of my advice to you, Sharday. Go one of those two directions. The more fancy kind of cool thing to do is go after the big box stores, but it could take a long time. It could take a lot of rejection. I'm not saying you're not cut out for it. I suggest you go either way. That's my suggestion to you. In fact, you can go both directions. While you're trying to go after the Rite Aids of the world and going after the buyers of the big stores that are going to order $100,000 worth of your product, you can also be creating this YouTube channel. You can create the Instagram account and you become the expert in your field. 
foodfortheskin.com. That's your website, Sharday. Everyone check it out. This is Mike Gandy's on the Business Bootcamp Podcast. If you have a question on how to start, grow, or save your business, send a 30-second video to businessbootcamppodcast at gmail.com. This is Mike Andy's episode 121 on the Business Bootcamp Podcast, signing off.